Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Garth Ball. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. sharing about something that's very dear to my heart. We don't often do something morning and night in the same day, but man, we've got some excitement about what we're talking to you about tonight, and we want everyone to be on the same page. And uh, what, a, what a great sense of excitement as we stand here on the 30th of March. We've been talking about April for so long. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. And uh, next time you, sit, you, stand, you step foot into this church, it's gonna be April, and it's gonna be time to put our money where our mouth is, and start reaching people, and start seeing people get uh, saved, seeing people coming to Christ, and uh, you know, Jesus said, uh, you know, talking about the person who built their, their house on the sand and the rock is, what, what was that about? It was about people who do what the Word says, not about people that just hear it and go, yeah, we're going to reach people, it's going to be amazing, and then never get around to it. We don't want to be shoulda, couldas, but we want to be people who did, and uh, we want to stand on the other end of this, of, of April, and just go, Wow. Everything that we, we hoped for, the people that we were praying for, the things that we were planning, it happened. And, and my, my family member got saved. My, my friend got saved. I was believing for that and it happened. And, and you know, just packing this place out. Let's not uh, get to the end of April and go, oh, it would have been really good if we did what we, were gonna, you know, we said we were going to do. Let's just do it. Let's get out there. Let's, um, let's do this. So we've been talking about in, in March the... Uh, trying to stir us up on the inside to reach out. And, um, and you know, I was saying this morning that, that we don't do a theme for you to get your ears tickled and, and get a bit excited for a while and then move on. So, you know, in, in February, we talked about seeking God. And it's not like we seek God in February, but now we're talking about reaching, you know, getting stirred up to reach out and we, we don't seek God anymore. No, no, no. Seeking God is like this thing in our church now. We're praying five times a week. Um, you know, we're worshiping, we're, we're into it. We are a church who seeks God. And so that theme was, to, was there to, to um, instill a, a truth into, the, into our hearts. And so uh, this month we've been looking at being um, stirred up to reach out locally. And today we want to talk about globally as well. And so let that be something that doesn't leave your heart. Let it not be something that's like, yeah, I was excited in, in, in March, but it's April now and, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, in May, once we're finished our Easter outreaches and things like that, it's not like we're going to stop uh, in bringing people to church. This is a culture shift. This is a, a shift in our church where we're going to um, actually start encouraging, inviting, bringing, and then we're going to keep doing it. Uh, how long for? Forever and ever and ever. It's going to be amazing. So, um, so let's do that. It's going to be really exciting. So uh, April, as I said, next week, sweet, get, it's, it's no longer, oh, it's almost there. We're going to do this. It's on. Next time we're here, we're ready to reach out. So... You know, starting from next Sunday morning, if you come in the morning, invite your friends next Sunday morning. Uh, next Sunday night to baptisms, what a great way. Hey, um, if, you, if you're getting baptized, family, come and check, you know, check out me getting baptized. Come and be there for me or invite people to check it out. It's a really, uh, you know, important thing in the Christian life, baptism. So every service is going to be uh, with, uh, with visitors in mind, trying to just make the gospel as clearly presented uh, to give people as much chance as they can have to, to say yes to, to Jesus. and uh, So it's going to be a really exciting month. So um, as I said, you know, we've been talking a lot about reaching this community. And 
and it's really incredible. This is the community, the Central Coast, that God, you're born here for a reason. You're born on the Central Coast or you've moved here for a reason. And, uh, and this is our primary stewardship. This is the community that we need to give our, our front and center attention to, our focus to. And that's why we're going to be just, we're always so passionate about doing stuff to reach the Central Coast, the Central Coast for Christ. Um, but I think it's beautiful as well that although this is our primary um, place of stewardship that God has entrusted us to be a light and a witness to, that God has placed desires and passions on the inside of people to reach out uh, interstate, but also internationally and into different nations. I know that's the case for me. Uh, about five years ago, God stirred my heart for the continent of Africa. And, uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, during this month of April, us reaching out locally, but also globally as well. But before I start, just want you to check out a clip to help get us in the, the perspective of what we're talking about. This is just a, a cool little clip that uh, one NGO has developed as a marketing campaign. So why don't we just check it out and um, look at the screens. I, I hate when my phone charger won't reach my bed. I hate when my little seats aren't heated. When I go to the bathroom, and I forget my phone. Le mettre radio na machine à laver, yo commence sentir. I hate it when my house is so big. I need two wireless waters. When my megan makes my hot water taste too cold. When I have to write my maid a check, but I forget her last name. Mpaka iki message devant marcher en même temps. Mo te quitter casse-moi en bas. Mo rai les voisins bloquer internet là. I hate it when I tell them no pickles, and they still give me pickles. Great, thanks guys. Ah, I love it. I just think it's just so clever. It's like, yeah, you know, wow. I, I hate it when I leave my phone ch charger downstairs. I, I, I have that complaint. I walk upstairs and go, oh, you're so tired and you're lying in bed and you're like, ah. Oh. I had my phone charger downstairs in Landrum. I've got to go down and get it. Or, you know, pickles. No one wants pickles on their, on their food. But, but what a great perspective when you hear it coming from the mouths of people who it's just not even on the radar for them. It's just not even. They would give anything to have those kind of problems. Uh, and so I, it's my conviction that, that we're, we are born here and, and we live here for a reason. And, uh, and, we have, and that, with that comes a responsibility. Uh, comes a responsibility to reach out and actually make a difference in places where uh, they don't have as much, you know, we don't have the same type of problems necessarily. You know, I mean, even this week, um, uh, you know, Kay and, and Matt, Kay lost her, her dad and, and it's, you know, it's a terrible, terrible situation. And, you know, it's, it's grief and, and I just think, you know, I remember how much more prevalent that is in Africa. We were, we were over there, they lost, the one community we were in lost a widow, another, fam another community member, uh, church member, two kids in the churches. It was just like, like death is so common. Uh, David Livingston just lost his um, brother-in-law. And, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of, there's, there's such hardship over there that, that is so um, real and severe. And, and it's my conviction that we need to do something about it. So um, if you look at the scripture on the screen, uh, 1 John 3, 16, 17, it says this. Uh, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? That is a powerful statement. That's a powerful statement. If, if you see something and don't do anything, how, not just like, oh, you're lazy or something, how can the love of God 
be in you. That's like, that's full on. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And I think this is something that is stirring in the hearts of people, especially young adults all over the planet, that, that it's like, you know what, this social justice thing, if we've got to do something with what we've got, we can't just, you know, give lip service, we can't just stand here and do nothing any longer. There must be something that we can do. And so, um, as I said, you know, about five years ago, I felt God really stir my heart for the continent of Africa. And I know that that is the case for a number of people in our church. There's a whole bunch of people in our church that, that have a heart for that region. Uh, I mean, Jess and, and uh, Libby, uh, Lib- no, Libby, Cassie and Candice and, oh, oh, that's right, it was um, Jones, yeah, yeah. Um, so those guys did a trip there. Uh, Luke Boyd came with me a couple of years ago. Jamie's um, come over with me. And, and there's others that, are, that are keep saying, oh, man, I really want to go. I want to be able to go. How much does it cost? And so, you know, there's a real stirring for, for that continent in, in the hearts of our church. And so that's an area. Africa is a region that we want to really sow intentionally and carefully into. Um, so in, in less than six weeks' time, my, Jamie and I are going over again for another short-term trip. That'll be my sixth time on the continent. Uh, Jamie's second, the fourth time that as a church we, have been, we are representing our church as a, as a really intentional uh, trip to, to uh, find out how our church can have influence in that region. Uh, and for me, this trip is for me, this is like a, a God moment and, and a real strategic time for our church. Other trips have been great, sort of been, you know, sussing it all out. And, and you know, I would, I would, once I get over there, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But I've been, usually been so busy beforehand that I don't really get to realize I'm going. I'll jump on the plane and, and I'm like, oh, man, yeah, we're going Africa. Yeah, cool. All right, Africa now. But this time, there's been someone stirring on the inside of me for, for weeks where I'm just like, oh, man, get me there. I can't wait. Like, I don't know what's going on, but just get me there. I can't wait to be on the ground and in there because I feel like God is going to do something significant uh, for us. And so last year, we were talking at a leadership level going, okay, how can we, there's so many good things to give to, what, um, what can we do as a church that is just focused and intentional to bring the greatest amount of change into a specific area? And so Pastor Phil and Julie said to Jamie and I last year, hey, why don't you go and check out um, and ask God and say, God, what's the, what's the place for C3 Tugger to really sow into? And we were excited. We came back just so pumped because we felt like God had showed us that place. And uh, there's going to be a picture on the screen right now of a place in Africa called Nairobi in Kenya, the capital city of Kenya in eastern Africa. I love that picture because it uh, shows you the, the traditional Africa, the, the savannah, the, the national parks, the the wildlife, the beauty of it, but also the, the, in the background, the, the, city, the, the cityscape, the, the, the high-rises in the background and the emerging uh, middle class and, and, and wealth coming into a city that, you know, may not have experienced this in the past. But there, there's a buzz happening there. It's, it's an influential city, and we're going to talk about that. And so, really, this, this trip for us is like, is going, well, we really think that there's a significant... Uh, a significant role for C3 Tugra to play. It's no longer the Garth and Jamie show or the Garth and Luke or the Garth, Jess and, you know, a few people. This is going to, this is turning, we're dragging you into it as well. This is a, a C3 Tugra thing. This is where, what we, what we see and what we dream can't be done with a few people. It's going to take a whole church to pull it off. And so 
We want to just stir you. We want to show you the vision. We want to say, come on, who wants to be part of this? There'll be some that want to go and help out. There's going to be some that, want to, that don't want anything to do with going, but they want to sow, and they'll say, I don't want to touch foot on the ground, but I want to give money or, and time and prayers towards, towards other people getting there. Um, and so together, we, we are hoping and, and believing that this is going to be a really significant time. On the other side of this trip, we'll have a really detailed, intentional plan of our, our input into that region for the next, you know, how, however long, five, ten years sort of thing. We're going to have a really good, clear understanding. So uh, tonight I just want to help you go, okay, well, what do we do? Africa, it's big, it's, you know, you know so, so much going on. It's, it's such a big, you know, we know that the poverty there, we know the challenges there. How are we in this place going to make a significant impact into such an incredibly challenged, uh, big, and, and, you know, and challenged, uh, troubled area. Well, I'm going to help you out. So uh, the two key things that we want to do over the next sort of season of, of this church is we want to plant churches, and then we want to reach people and develop communities. We want to see communities transform in every area. We want to see, yeah, the gospel and salvation, but we want to see people doing what C3 talks best, and that's living their best life. We don't want to see people struggling. We don't want to see people dying of preventative diseases, that, you know, people dying of stuff that one injection could, could fix. Uh, we don't want to see people struggling uh, in a way that they don't have to. We want to be able to help them help themselves come to a place. So, so I'll talk about that. But, but first, let's talk about this church planning stuff. Uh, it is our conviction as, as C3 Church and as C3 Tugra that the church is the answer to the problems of the world. Without a shadow of a doubt, I'm convinced that uh, there's a whole lot of, you know, I don't know, there's people out there that want to see change and there's a lot of people doing good stuff, but, but it is our conviction that the church, the church of Jesus Christ, the one that Jesus, when he was standing in, in, um, in, in a certain place where, uh, when, he, when, when Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it, he was in a place that was so evil, there was so much evil and sin going around, and, and, he, and he took his disciples into this place, and it was just like a, a, an ordinary place, and he said, you know what, God, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He goes, look around, look at what you see, I'm going to build my church even in the midst of this. And, uh, and, and he didn't say, you know what, we're going to set up some great, some great organizations and, and do some really nice things, and it's going to, so he goes, I'm going to build my church. And then he said, you're going to go. It's all about the church for Jesus. So, uh, you know, if that's not the case for you, I'm sorry, but it is for Jesus. So we're going to do what he's doing. And, um, and so, you know, I mean, C3 Church, and we are a church planting movement. Uh, we're not a denomination. We're not a, a stagnant, uh, you know, just uh, no unfruitful move, uh, denomination. We are a movement of churches that is, that is uh, envisioning and planning to build churches all around the world. Uh, you'll see the 2020 vision on the screen to have a thousand churches all around the world with an average membership of 500 people by the year 2020. I'm telling you what, 2020 is not too far away. It's not too far away. And uh, I, one of my, the, the drives in me, I want to hit 2020 not going, oh yeah, well, you know, we, we, we thought about doing something for the 2020 vision. I want us to just be in the absolute middle, the thick of it on that 2020 celebration whether it's a global conference or whatever it is that we're doing. I want C3 Tugger to be in there going, wow, look at what we've done in the past six years to, to take this movement one step closer to seeing this vision. Um, and so I think it's powerful. But, 
but there's a scripture that I feel like this is a God scripture for me. And for me, I think this is going to be like a personal uh, uh, Rima word from God for me personally. And I would like to think as our church about as we do this. And it says this, uh, Isaiah, they will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. Repairing cities. Oh man, that isn't that, that's what church is about. Church is about transforming communities. I don't, I don't know what you think, I don't know what you think we do here. I don't know what you think that we have as a purpose here, but it's not just to be contained in here. It's not to see how many people we can fit in this building. It's not to see how many services we can do, how much music we can play. The, the purpose of this church and the purpose of the church is to transform communities. And I tell you what, we've only just scratched the surface. We've been here for 18 years now, but it still feels like, you know, although, and how much we've done and how much we've accomplished, we've still only scratched the surface of what God wants to do on the central coast, but also beyond what we're talking about. And so, so my conviction is that Jesus said, I'll build my church. He, said in, he says in his word that the, the house of the Lord will be the chief of the mountains, that he has this A plan, and it's called church. And uh, I'm just, uh, the church, I, I just knew, I don't know, maybe seven years ago, I got a conviction on the inside of me that God had called me to build the church, to do what he was doing, to partner with him in, in seeing uh, communities transform. Um, and so uh, looking at uh, Paul's strategy for church planning, okay, so uh, okay, so planning churches, okay, well, what do we do? You know, there's a whole bunch of things. What do we do? Paul seemed to have this, this theory that if you can get into a big city, if you can get into the key significant cities of the world, then that will see the gospel and transformation take place in that city and then also all throughout the surrounding areas. I mean, I was just looking yesterday at, at all the cities that, ch- that Paul planted churches in, and um, and, and, and Ephesus was one of those. You know, he wrote a, a letter, the Ephesians, book of Ephesians was to a church in Ephesus and in, in, in current day Turkey. Um, and, and this was, you know, he didn't just go, oh, let's, you know, find somewhere, throw up a church and, and have a crack. He's like, well, okay, what, I'm sure he was intentional about it. He goes, you know, this city is a major city. And we've got some facts on the screen. The fourth greatest city in the known world at that time, uh, 300,000 people. In that city, I mean, if we're, there's 300,000 people on the central coast right now, which is a lot, and that's in a world of 7 billion now, I think it's 7 billion, uh, 300,000 in the city was when the world was 300 million, 300 million, so this is a big city, right, this is not like, you know, bigger, you know, way bigger than, you know, even Sydney comparatively, like this was a mother of all, of all cities, um, it was a gateway to Asia and the highway to Rome, one, one place said. You know, it was everyone traveled through this place, just had people pouring through. They actually made a law that anyone that got off in that, in that region had to stop off and go through Ephesus because it was, you know, it was the place you had to go to. Um, they had this huge temple uh, to the Greek god Diana, and it was a huge idol, and, and people worshipped Diana, and, and it was, you know, just this heathen place. And, and, um, and this temple was the... the uh, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world and it was four times bigger than the Parthenon. So it's like this massive display in there and Paul goes, you know what, that's a city I'm going to go to. That's a city I'm going to get into. What a guy, hey, I'm telling you. It became the second largest city in the Roman Empire. And uh, I tell you what, when he went in, he didn't just go in and, and uh, you know, just 
oh, we'll see if we can get a few connect groups happening. He goes, I'm going to turn this place upside down. And so he, he went in there and he's seeing miracles, you know, the old handkerchief thing. People are getting healed from his handkerchief and, and, um, and uh, what was it? A few other things. The, the people who made mini idols to Diana, uh, they started freaking out and saying, mate, you, if this guy keeps going, everyone's going to turn to this God and we're going to be out of a business. Guys, we make money from this business making this, these idols. If this guy keeps going, we need to do something about him. So they started a riot to stop Paul where he was at because he was having such an influence in that region. He, um, uh, when, he, when, he was, when, the, when the gospel was preached, it had uh, magicians uh, renouncing their witchcraft. Do you remember that scripture? They will be revived. That will be repaired. Paul went in and goes, you know, this city needs reviving. It might be bustling in the natural, but in the spiritual, it's going down the gurgler. And so he goes, you know, I'm going to get into that city and I'm going to repair it, I'm going to re- rebuild it, going to revive it in the name of Jesus. And check out this quote on the screen here, the next one. This is what someone wrote. While Paul only started the Ephesian church in Asia, in, in all of Asia, uh, this, one ter- this one in turn started so many others that every person who lived in Asia heard the message of the gospel. And so that is a picture, for me that goes, that strategy for Paul seemed to work really well. That he just goes, if I can just get into a major city, then, then I know that everywhere else is going to be reached as well. And he did it. And, but let me tell you this, it's going to take, I've got this on the run this morning, it's going to take some serious guts, grit and determination and dependence on God if we are going to have and an influence in a city such as Nairobi, which I'll talk about shortly. We're talking not about, we're not, we're not talking about a small deal here. Uh, at the moment, C3 Church has two churches in Kenya. They're way out whoop whoop in the west, nothing in the city. Uh, and so we're talking about really pioneering a, not just a key city, but a key country in a key region of the world. We're talking about uh, uh, Ephesus sort of stuff. We're talking about like, I get stirred. I'm like, I feel, you know, you can picture yourself being like a Paul going in, like, you know, well, what's going on here? We're going to bring this to, you know, we're going to do it. It's going to be amazing. But I tell you what, he got, he got beaten in that city, and and throw, and, and he got, and he got, he had to leave because everyone started rioting against him. Like it's, it's all fun and games, but it's going to take a bit of grit and determination. But we're not here to muck around. We're not on earth to live comfortably while you know we see what's going on. We're here to see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God uh, is, is violent, you know, violently, violent men take it by force, that whole thing, you know, that it takes, it takes, you know, Pastor Phil and Julie and Wyong. I tell you what, Wyong was the scum of the Central Coast. I tell you, when I lived in Narara, it was like everyone, oh, Wyong, hi, oh man, Wyong, no one to live in Wyong. Now I live in Wyong, people saying that about Narara, but anyway, it's like, but, but Wyong was like, don't go there. Don't get off at the station. If you're going anywhere, don't get off. Don't look at anyone. Don't drive through there. Go, you know, whatever you can do, avoid it. And look what two people can do in Wyong. And uh, what good can come out of Nazareth? So why, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it's our church alone, but I tell you, from the moment that this church was in here, along with the other churches, the city has improved. Uh, the, I was talking to a guy the other Sorry, I'm going off track a little bit. But this guy the other day, I was, I was on my uh, uh, walk. I just walk around the hills of Wyong. And I've built a bit of a relationship with this guy in one of the houses, an old guy that's building his house, working on, on his house. And he said, you know, over the past two years, I've noticed this street, street has really changed. Uh, you know, this street, it used to be this and that. And terrible. It's really a nice street to live in now. And I just see, you know, Wong, you know, it's still got its challenge. I mean, it's not, you know, Beverly Hills, but it's all, you know, 
but it, but it's but it's come a long way. You know what I mean? It, it, it's coming a long way, and 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 through continued prayer, intervention, reaching out, a church can bring a, a, and make a difference into a region. Um, so you know, and that's what we're doing here, first and foremost, on the central coast in this area. But also, I think we can do something over here as well. So. If you want to know C3's, let, let's have a look at C3's big picture vision for Africa. It was this that I heard five years ago when I was sitting in C3 College, 2009, that I heard this and I've gone, wow, that sounds like something I want to be a part of. And, uh, and so, so with the whole thing of Paul reaching into cities, we want to reach into major, C3 churches and movement wants to reach into major cities. So there's five, in Africa, there's five key cities of regional influence. Does that make sense? So there's five key cities throughout the whole continent that, that have the capacity to influence, that have an actual influence over five different regions. Let's have a look at the first one, Johannesburg. In South Africa, population of almost four and a half million. These are metro figures, so not like, if you think of Sydney, not the city center, but the wider Sydney. These are those figures for these cities. Johannesburg, four and a half million people. Tough city, but, but reaching out into all those you know, and there's probably a few more to the north of that that we'd include, but, you know, uh, uh, Zambia and Namibia and Botswana, you know, these sort of places. And, and we have a church there. We have an apostolic center there, Kelvin Phillips and his wife, um, and they're doing, they've got a church of over a thousand. They've got a ministry training college. They're, they're reaching out into the nations. And so uh, my boss at C3 College, Pat Ankley, if he's been able to pass that region on to Kelvin and say, you're doing a great job, keep going, keep expanding out. And so they're running you know, training and, and re- church planning all throughout that region. It's, you know, exciting. The next one, oh, scares me talking about these sort of places because there's some challenging places in Africa, but we've picked the nice one for you, all right? So we, if, we had, if, you had, if I had come for you and said, let's go to Kinshasa, which has 9 million people in the, in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and, um, you know, that's somewhere in the middle of that, in there, and... Um, and so, you know, that in middle Africa, but, you know, what a, what, a, what a region that has just had so much, just, there's so much evil and so much uh, terrible stuff going. I mean, that's everywhere in Africa, but, but this region in particular, the central part. Uh, next one, Western, we, uh, we, in that one we do, we have, um, yeah, the region sort of, yeah, we do have a couple of, uh, actually, that one we don't. We still don't, in that, in that central one, we don't. This one we do, uh, in Western Africa, Lagos is the key city in Nigeria, 12 million people. It's a big one. Um, there we ha- in, that, in, that, in this region, we have three churches uh, in a country called Liberia, capital city Monrovia. And we've got a great pastor on the ground there. He's a really good guy, and he's planted two other churches, and some guys from Perth help you know, oversee that and getting that kicked off. Um, and actually, we have a church in, in Ghana there as well from Dave Gilpin, Dave Gilpin uh, from England, anyway, he's got a church in Ghana, so they've come into the movement as well. Uh, next one, North Africa. Um, Cairo is the key city there. Population of almost 20 million in the metro. Massive city. Um, you know, we've heard all the troubles in Egypt, and we have C3 um, churches in Cairo already, but they're sort of meeting in connect groups and home groups because of the persecution. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure we can't put them on Facebook and things like that because it's just way too dangerous. So, uh, so all those places, it's like, you know, we're happy for other people to go in there. Fantastic. Um, but, but, no, this is, but this one is us, Nairobi, Eastern Africa. Uh, population almost three and a half million. And uh, so this is the, the city that we think, you know, and, and in discussion with, with the regional director of Africa, 
uh, we say, you know what, at C3 Church, we need, he's crying out for someone to get into this city and then in turn see all those surrounding nations reached uh, with the gospel and transforma- transformation. You know, all up on the Horn of Africa, Eritrea and Djibouti and uh, you've got uh, Ken- Uganda and Kenya and Tanzania and Rwanda and Burundi and, and uh, all these, these places from that one city, we believe, all of, uh, my, my heart, I said to my boss this week, I said, my heart for the 2020 vision is that when we're meeting, that we have at least one church in every single one of those countries by 20. I've just been thinking about it, dreaming about it, going, we need one church at least in Somalia. I don't know if you've seen Captain Phillips uh, with all that stuff in Mogadishu. I don't know who's going to do it, but there's got to be someone to do it. Um, it's probably not going to be a white man. It'll be someone that, you know, a local. But, uh, you know, but, but I just think we can get a city. And I think Nairobi was a key to seeing that happen because it's the key city. It's the big city. Remember, Paul in Ephesus and reached out. We can do that. So someone's got to do it. No one's putting their hand up. God's stirring us to do it. Why don't we do it? Let's have a go. And let's get in there and, 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 and do this. So a uh, few facts about Nairobi. Um, it's a, uh, as I said, population. It's, one, it's now one of the most prominent cities in, in um, all of Africa, the whole continent. Uh, it's a major hub for business and culture, home to all sorts of businesses. Um, some companies have their, actually, not just their, their regional East Africa headquarters there. Remember East Africa, all those countries on the east but they have their continental headquarters there, like Google, Coca-Cola, um, uh, General Electrics. So these can't, this is like, the, it's booming, there's, there's, there's people there, there's, you know, it, it, it's a great place with a whole lot of potential. So, uh, and that's a sky, skyline. Look at it. Most people don't picture that panoramic picture as being Africa, but that's, um, that's Africa, my friends, and uh, that's a new Africa, and it's all happening. So, so we think that we can do that. So... Uh, really quickly, to, uh, to, as I close, so we want to plant churches, right? Because we think that. But also, because uh, in Africa, there's, there's been such a history of, 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 of war and, and disease and poverty and corruption and all that sort of stuff, it's not enough to just go in there and plant a church. There has to be, as I said, and, and nor does, is that God's design to do anyway. It's God's design that people go in from planting churches and then reach people on every level of life. You know, we want to see ministry training colleges. We want to see schools. We want to see healthcare. We want to see people being empowered financially and really getting in there. So, so we want to make a difference. And, you know, if you check out the screen, there's a, uh, one of the biggest slums, if not the biggest in Africa, is in, is in, is in Nairobi, Kibera slum. Over oh, almost a million people living in those conditions. And so although there's extreme wealth and an emerging middle class, there is also don't be fooled, there is extreme poverty. Question's not how do we help, the question is how, we do, how do we help? How do we help? How do we do this? How do we tackle this? Um, there's a slide on your screen with a couple of definitions. Let me give you a summary. Uh, this book that I've been reading, it's been a pivotal uh, theological base for our involvement in East Africa when helping hurts. There it is. If you're interested in this stuff, I encourage you to read it um, as we engage long-term um, development there. But, but basically, there's to sum it all up, like there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. Sum it up, there's, there's re- two, two things that we can do to help. There's either relief or development. Relief is when you have an emergency that's life or death and like a, like a tsunami or a mudslide or, you know, whatever, hurricane that comes in where, and people are in turmoil and, and, and people have to come in from the outside and help out. There's no other chance. They couldn't help themselves. 
It needs intervention, quick, smart, and, and, and for a short period of time. But then, which most people get confused about, then there's this develop thing development where you're building long-term relationships, where you're not just, you know, the old cliches of not just giving a hand out, but a hand up, where it's not making, making us seem like we're the, we're the almighty people going in to help the paupers, but it's building relationships, recognizing the God value in them, recognizing the, the, the gifts and the abilities that God has placed in them and bringing that out and, and that sort of thing. And of course, the problem is that for most of, um, you know, that Kabira slum, for example, they say that so many people have just gone out in and given money that it's almost going to be impossible to bring long-term development and helpful um, change into that slum because they're so used to people coming in and giving relief where development's needed. It's not just giving out cash, going, here you go, here you go. And they've had that for so long. They're like, you know, here's money. Oh, we're going to help you. And we feel good about ourselves when we do that. Here's money. Um, but it does more harm than good, hence the title, When Helping Hurts. We can, we can try and do as really good stuff but actually do more harm than good. So we want to be really intentional when we go in there. Look at this last quote um, up here. This sort of sums it all up. The church is beginning to combat extreme poverty in a new way. This movement is radically different from traditional charity. It focuses on long-term systemic change and lasting employment patterns, not short-term quick fixes. It emphasizes the importance of partnerships and local champions, the guys on the ground, like I was saying, not external saviors descending to solve the problems of the poor. And, you know, and it goes on and on. But, but we want to, you know, because if, if we do it the old way, they feel bad, they have no dignity, nothing lasting changes. We think we're better than we are. We view ourselves as not needing help when we need help as well. We're poor in a whole bunch of ways. So, so we want to really go in and, and do some intentional long-term stuff. So what, what are we doing this trip? If we go to the next slide, I think it is. Uh, we're going to be doing a few things this trip. We're going to be uh, a lot of, so, so long-term relationship training, training is such a big part of seeing lasting change. And so C3 uh, East Africa, uh, a lot of how we develop pastors is to, and, and churches is to go in and do training and teach them, okay, how do you start a small business? How do you uh, generate income on your own? We've been targeting that for a long time. And you know, David, until the, David Livingston, uh, was a guy that used to not have this mindset, but he, he's, he's shifted his mindset and he planted all these crops. They worked so hard, they were going to get a return of $8,000 and then the rains came and washed all the crops away. But, but he's had a, he knows what to do. He, he's got it in him. It's, and he's not a guy, he's a fighter. He's not like, oh, that happened, I'm going to give up. He's like, okay, we'll go again next year and, and next time it'll be work. And so it's really empowering. Um, and so we're training people. We'll be going into Kitcombe where Peace Radio is, doing a seminar there with... Uh, Pastor Chris Pringle and the Ant Cliffs, and um, then we'll go to Kampala in Uganda and do the same thing. But this year, uh, I put our hand up, our hand up, not my hand up, our hand up. You didn't know about it. I put your hand up uh, to go and do the first ever C3 seminar in Nairobi. We have no churches there. Uh, we we have a few distant connections, but we've booked a hotel, booked a hotel room. We've got a worship team. Jamie's going to do a small worship team with one of the musicians from Uganda. We've got couple of pastors coming in to help out. We've booked the venue. We've put the invite on the global webpage and you're making that happen. Uh, and so we're going to go in there and just break ground. We don't know. It's just going to be, a, all right, let's suss this place out. Let's see the relationships we can develop. Let's see what's going on in the ground already. We're going to hang around the day after and just drive around, look at the city and, and meet people and, 
and see what church is already doing and, and what's working already and, and just sort of see what's happening. So um, I, I said this morning, you know, I'd love to just, um, you know, uh, it'd be very easy to, for me to, to just put pictures of starving people on the screen. One of the problems with this sort of thing is that, that people who you would usually donate and then contribute to that, it's like, oh, really? Is that, is that, oh, what are you going to show me in a month? Well, might not show you too much in a month. I don't know, maybe, maybe, we're, but because we're just starting a long-term thing. We're just getting in there. We're, we're, we're not just in there to be the shooting rising stars, save a kid for a night and then let him starve the next night when you go away, you know? So, so, so you, you've got to see this vision here tonight, guys. This is not, this is not something that I'm going to just, you know, go, yeah, yeah, we're going to, you know, do this here. We need to see what we're doing here. This is a long-term, a, a, a diligent, a, an intentional sowing into a region to bring not just overnight, change but but lasting change in the lives of many people so you are helping the starving people you are helping the poor and destitute but you're not doing it in the way that you might have seen happen over the past decades and decades over the past 50 years 50 trillion dollars of aid has been given to africa and some countries most countries are now worse off now than they ever have been 50 trillion dollars handed out in 50 years and nothing has changed you know so the old way doesn't work let's do a new way let's see it let's let's make a difference and so, so we're going to do it as a church. And uh, so this month, we're going to, uh, to, to get some cash for that and to get some awareness in the community about what we're doing. We're going to incorporate some of our local outreaches that we're doing over Easter and use it as a time to raise finances for our global outreaches as well. So we've got a couple of things on that I just want to tell you about practically for a second. And, uh, and I love your help and we want your support. Um, in, in, in any of this, we had a great response from the morning crew this morning, the morning church, and we'd love to see the same from our night church. So firstly, uh, not next weekend, the weekend after on the 12th of April, we're doing an Avoca Beach fundraiser. So we're going to watch The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, it's going to be cool. It's rated PG. Um, so, you know, parents use your discretion um, based on that as to, you know, whether you want your kids to be there or not. But it holds 280 seats. We get to keep something like $16 per ticket. It's going to be, uh, we'll get you the details. We're going to have a slide. Do me this favor. We're going to have a slide up. I want you to make it this, just send it to everyone you know. Just let them know about it. Invite everything. We said this one, invite anything that moves as long as they pay for the ticket. Like animals, kids, same thing. No, um, you know, whatever. Like just invite anyone, you know, just invite anyone. We want to pack that place out, 280 seats. And uh, so it's going to be like something like $25 a ticket, free morning tea. We're putting on morning tea. Um, and then it gets cheaper. We've got deals for couples and families and all that sort of stuff. So that'll be all on the slide. How do we need your help? We need you to bring people. We need you to invite people. We need you to get there. We need you to just pack that place out. Also, because we're putting on a free morning tea, we need people to bake. Uh, some of you, we don't want to bake. Others, we do want you to bake. Um, please use your discretion there as to which one of those you are. But, um, and, and also we need, as you can see, we need a, a setup. We need a set up and pack up crew as well, just to help out with cleaning up and leaving the place. We want to honor the venue for, as well. We don't want to leave a bad uh, name for our church there. And so, you know, as we do this, I, I believe, again, it's going to let our name, the C3 Tugra get out there. People go, oh, they're those guys that did the fundraiser down at, uh, down at Avoca for that thing. So, so that's in two weeks' time. We just want to pump that. We want to just pack it out. Is that okay? Is that good? Good? Yep, good. Uh, next one. Now, this is the... This is the mother of all things that we're doing. This is like, for me, I see Easter weekend. We're talking about getting people to church. Easter is the time. Easter's not the time for Christians to go on holidays. Easter's the time for Christians to be 
packing. I'm not talking about if you're going away on holidays, it's not a Sabbath. I'm saying it's not a time to switch off. Easter, some people only come to Christmas, uh, to, to church on Easter and Christmas. Two times a year. This is one of those times where, where you have as good a chance of getting that person you're praying for to church as you'll ever have. And so what we're going to have is a Good Friday service. It's going to be a creative bonanza of dance and music and visuals. And Pastor Julie is letting her creative side just go absolutely crazy. Um, and so that's going to be really great in, you know, honoring the cross and, and remembering Jesus. And, you know, I got saved on Good Friday. That would be 14 years this year that I got saved, Good Friday. And, um, and so bring people to that. But Easter Sunday is the celebration it's a come on, guys, let's pack this place out. Jesus is risen. Let's get as many people on this property as we can. So we can do a one-hour service, 9.30 to 10.30. Celebration, bring people. Easy service to bring people to do. It's going to be so easy for people to come to that church service. Um, then we're going to do an Easter family fair. And we're going to just pack this land out with people from the surrounding areas. I'm telling you, there are people that are looking for things to do on Easter Sunday, looking for things to do. So we're going to put on this fair. We're going to do a car boot sale. We're going to have a massive Easter egg hunt. We're going to do uh, face painting. I heard this morning someone has the resources for that. We're going to do, uh, did I say a barbecue? Anyway, I'm really but we're going to just make this so vibey. We're going to welcome people, love on people. Hey, welcome to see the Chaco. Great to have you here. We're going to have people going around just loving on people. And uh, so what do we need your help for? Um, if you've got any stuff that you can come and have a car boot, please, let's do that. We're going to uh, bring you car. I'm going to sell my golf clubs. Uh, that Ollie Kinch is going to buy, and I'm going to sell an old keyboard. If anything's like that, not your junk, it's not a dumping ground, but, and you have to take anything you don't sell. But, um, you know, if you've got stuff that you can sell that way, fantastic. We need people to man the barbecue. We need people to help with the Easter egg hunt. We need to, uh, I think, Rach actually dobbed youth in, and maybe young adults, uh, this morning, to have people down on the corners and pointing people up. Last year we had signs, we're getting signs. I mean, uh, come and have a free barbecue and get down here. And uh, it's just going to be this whole thing. So... We understand that, you know, if you're away, you're going to, if you've already made plans to go away and you can't do anything about it, that's fine. But, but guys, this is our pinnacle of reaching out. We want to pack this place out on Easter. You've got Saturday all to yourself. Easter Monday, public holiday, all to yourself. Let's pack out the church on, on Easter Sunday and, and, and good. We've got 10,000 leaflets are going to be printed and we're going to drop them out into houses all around the, the area. So we're just believing for people. And, and something like that will get people on this property that will never come to a church service. Some people will come to a church service in Easter. Others will never do it. But they'll say, free Easter, I come for the kids. Okay, cool, let's do that. Let's get on there. And then when they come on here and feel the presence of God and the love of Christians, something shifts in their heart. And then, I, I really believe this will happen. David Livingston, he's still trying to work out his visa, but we are praying in a prayer meeting Friday for it, and we really felt like it was going to happen. Um, David Livingston... He's been here two times before. One of our pastors in Kidgum, incredible story, kidnapped by Coney and his LRA, escaped from them, planted a church in the same town as he, as he got kidnapped from. Just a courageous, oh man, you're talking about church plant. He's a Paul, Apostle Paul, I'm telling you. He's just a man, you know, courageous man of God. He's going to be preaching, telling his testimony and telling people about the good news of Jesus that night. Tell you what, people will come if you ask them. Let's make this, that service at night just filled with people hearing that story. I'm telling you what, people get saved. Pastor Julie's already got five people she's inviting. I've got about five unsaved people, totally. I've got about four or five that I'm already thinking of unsaved people that to bring. So, so we want to do that. So if you can help out with any of that, um, please let us know. Also for the Easter egg hunt, really finally, we have uh, Dale, used to be called Dale College, now it's St. Phillips Christian College. 
SPCC, you'll see on our info now, but it used to be Dale College. Candace is doing, taking a crew in there to bless the mums um, that were at our Christmas dinner, if you remember that, the mums that, you know, young mums that couldn't finish school, it's a place where they can finish school another time. But we're going to give Easter eggs to them as well. So we're going to have a couple of things up the back. We've got a big basket, and we'd love you to just pack that with, out with Easter eggs. Uh, we want to just make the Easter egg hunt and that Dale College, the SPCC, just so many eggs. So bring in your eggs. Also, after the service, I'm going to be standing at the table just at the back corner. And just like what the people did this morning, if you could come down and write down what you can contribute over the, um, both at the cinema with all the stuff we mentioned and also on Easter Sunday. Uh, if you could just come down, yep, I'll cook, yep, I'll come and do anything you want, yep, I'll bring a car boot and, and sell stuff and it's whatever it is. So we just love as soon as this fini- um, service is closed, if you could do that. But mo- more than anything, just invite, 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 serve, serve, serve. Let's just make this. This is about them this Easter. This is about, this is about our community. This is like the pinnacle of everything we're doing this month is like Easter. Come on, let's make this happen. So the last thing I just wanted to mention, very, this is the absolute last thing is that last slide. I don't know if I've got another one up there. I was just feeling that, may or may not, I mean, it's late notice. Next year, we're going to talk about taking a team early. But I'm just wondering if there might be one or two people still at the last minute that might have the cash already that go, you know what, we're going to, I want to come on this trip. Because there's still some work that we need done at the seminars and, and churches to preach at. We'll be preaching at C3 churches and all that sort of stuff and visiting and loving. So, you know, I don't know. Most of you, most of you, that, that's not the case. But if there's anyone in there that your heart's just like, you know what, I've got the cash and, and I want to do it, please come and see me. I'm not guaranteeing you right now. It's got to be the right fit for a team. But, but just come and talk to me and say, you know what, I reckon that might be, that might be me. I, I, I might want to come over with you and, and just help. I mean, I'll tell you what, in, in the year 2020, when we're, we're seeing what's happened over there and, and even beyond, to say I was there on that first, that first trip, that's going to be a pretty special moment. So... Um, but if you can't, please, so, you know, anything that you can do would just be fantastic. So why don't we just stand up and I'm actually going to get Pastor Phil to come and just lead us for the last part. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.